Welcome to the Coach Paul Show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Coach Paul Show, and thank you for taking a moment out of your week to become educated, empowered, and entertained. Kudos to you. Give yourself a pat on the back. Today, I'm so excited to talk to you about a topic that is still, for me, very much under construction and renovation in my life. But if I talk this out and gain insights from you all, I hope to keep making improvements. I'm talking about a morning routine. But before we begin today, I want to briefly mention that this podcast was born out of my desire and passion to help people and to assist on my path to becoming a life coach. That being said, one of the wonderful students at Chattahoochee High School where I teach gave me an idea to create a Google form where you can request future show topics, something that's a challenge for you in your life um, that will help you grow, gain clarity or purpose. So I'll include the link for that in the show notes. You can also reach out to me anytime at coachpaulruns at gmail.com. And before we start the content of today's show, I'd want to make it abundantly clear that you're great as you already are if being more aware of your time and your morning routine is part of a larger goal of making small life improvements, then don't touch that dial. Stay tuned. All right, let's do the show. Zig Ziglar said that you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Just as a little side note, my inexperience with podcasting uh, is a good example of this. I, maybe a month ago, had no idea what I was doing. I just bought a, a bit of starter equipment, wrote out a few show notes for a few of the episodes I wanted to talk about, but really no experience and just wanted to get something done because done is better than perfect, as you might have heard. And this is just a grand experiment to learn and grow, find out new things about myself and you all. When you make big life changes, like a new hobby, uh, a new experiment like this, you need to be in pretty good control of your life. And I think of it as if you control your morning, you can control your life. When you take the time to create an indestructible morning routine, the rest of your day will take care of itself. So without further ado, as I said, this is under construction, but these are the top five things, in my opinion, what you can do to control your morning routine. To make life easier and make this episode more memorable, all of these five things start with the letter M. Number one is probably the easiest to accomplish but also the easiest to slack on, and that is to make your bed. How you do the little things is how you do everything. If you want to make positive change in your life and you don't already make your bed every day, this is where you have to start. If you haven't seen the YouTube video of Admiral William McRaven giving his commencement speech to the University of Texas, it's worth a watch. He also has a small, easily digestible book, definitely worth the read as well. Admiral McRaven reminds us that if you start with one completed task, you'll gain momentum for the rest of your day. Life is sometimes hard, it's a lot of times hard, and there are teachers, coaches, parents, bosses demanding your time and energy. And some days I feel, and you may feel, 
that you don't have a lot of control of your own life. But if you begin each day by making your bed, you've started from a place of accomplishment, structure, and order, and you start your day with a small win. So wake up 90 seconds earlier and make your bed. There have been days when my day got derailed, and then I walked back into my bedroom at the end of the day and saw my nice made bed and the little pillows in their spot where they're supposed to be, and I was like, okay, I can make it through another day. So you get the benefit of the accomplishment in the morning, and then in the evening, you also get the added benefit of returning to a bedroom that looks orderly, neat, and clean. Number two is to move your body. Now, this one, I'll admit, can be a little tricky. How many of you, first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, is grab your phone and check notifications, your favorite social media sites, play your Wordle, so forth? Because you can't see me, I will let you know that I, too, am raising my hand. The phone grab is a remarkable time waster that so many of us don't even question. I truly wonder what people did when they woke up first thing before cell phones. I'm actually curious. This is where I am still under the most construction. For the past nine days or so, I've charged my phone in my bathroom, on the other side of my bedroom, opposite my bed. I've experimented with this. Just that one small act of charging my phone where I'm not sleeping forces me to get up out of my bed and start this core workout exercise I'm trying to do to help improve my running. But I've gotten up out of my bed. My body is in motion. That's the trigger for me to move. Once I start the exercise, it reminds me that I need a full glass of water because I'm slightly dehydrated. I haven't had any fluids in the past eight or nine hours. Okay, now I'm moving and I'm hydrated. I'm feeling better already. Doing some light to moderate fitness activity first thing in the morning can improve your mood, boost your energy levels, and set your brain to producing endorphins, those warm, fuzzy feelings you get. Now you've made your bed and moved your body in that time slot that was previously reserved for your morning phone scroll. Maybe you don't have to wake up earlier after all. A handful of basic move-your-body exercises, no gym membership required, such things as you could jump rope, plank, push-ups, lunges, and squats. Five things you could do to move your body first thing in the morning. It might sound awful now listening to this, but you'll thank me later if you actually do it. Okay, our bed is made. We've moved. Now, number three, it's time to make time for breakfast. Find out what type of food works for you in the morning if you have a sensitive stomach, but you burn calories even as you sleep. So heading off to school or work on an empty stomach is a bad idea. You wouldn't get very far on a car with an empty gas tank, so why would you treat your bodies any differently? My advice is to eat real food for breakfast. I'll explain that in a minute. Strive for savory over sweet, if you can help it. Cereal, uh, I don't really go for it. But if you can find something lower in sugar and higher in fiber, then cereal gets a pass. Fruit juices, yikes. Loaded with sugar, not a huge fan. I'm more of a water, coffee, tea kind of person in the morning. If you eat a breakfast with protein, this will keep you feeling fuller, longer. I'm sure you've probably heard that. 
and prevents the crash and cravings that the refined carbs of cereal, insert your favorite baked pastry or cereal bar will do. My go-to options in the morning are two fried eggs on a sourdough English muffin with mashed avocado on it. I am getting hungry right now just saying these words. Also, oatmeal with a scoop of peanut butter and blueberries is another quick, easy breakfast thing. And last, Greek yogurt with some fresh fruit, chia, and flax seeds. It's ready in 5-10 minutes. It's delicious. On the weekends, I go crazy and make a breakfast taco with eggs, salsa, black beans, and a little bit of cheese. Good stuff. So number three, make time for your breakfast. If you're one of those people that says, I don't have time for breakfast, time stretches to allow what you choose to put into it. Make time for breakfast. Number four, you've started your day with a task completed, you've moved, you're fueled, you arrive at work or school, and now what? Number four is the most important task of your day should always come first. Do the hardest thing first. Eat the frog, as they say. What's the biggest challenge you face for this particular day? Sometimes the challenge is recognizing what the challenge is. Whether it's presenting at a meeting, whether it's an upcoming test. So if it's the meeting, go over your notes and do some breath work. First thing, upcoming test, study. First thing when you get to school, or even better, take 5-10 minutes in the morning when you get up and study then. If you remove the rock from the stream of your life, the rest of your day will flow smoothly. Sometimes, like I said, the challenge is identifying that rock, but if you dig a little, you'll find it. For me, my most important task was committing to that fitness routine I told you about in number two. I found myself regularly skipping the gym in the afternoon. After a long day of teaching and coaching, getting home at like 6.30, I was cooked, I was done. But by reorganizing my day and putting the workout right after I wake up at like 5.15, 5.30, I found it to be so much easier just to knock it out. When you get to school or when you get to work and you've already done or prepared for the hardest thing that you're going to have to do that day, the rest of the day is so easy. Trust me, on a larger scale, back in like 2021, it was December, I ran my first ever marathon. It was rough. Uh, I did not do as well as I wanted to, but it was a hot, muggy day. I did my best and I'm proud and happy that I did it. And probably the biggest, most, I don't know, monumental takeaway that I had from that day, the whole rest of that year, there was like three weeks left of 2021. No matter what I did or what challenges were presented to me in my day-to-day -day life, I would think, you just ran 26.2 miles in under four hours. Like, that's amazing. Nothing else <laughs> will even come close to the amount of challenge and effort that you just put in here. So these tasks are mundane and simple compared to what you've already done. So take a win or a challenge, something that you can relate to that you've done in your past, and apply it towards what you're going through in your life. Hey, I've accomplished X, Y, and Z, therefore I can accomplish A, B, and C. You're stronger than you think. You've made it this far. So number four was most important task comes first. And finally on to number five. This one is 
an ongoing, I don't want to say battle because that sounds a little negative, but it's an ongoing challenge for me. That is meditation or mindfulness, either one of those. Some people hear that and then they cringe. I don't want to be alone with my thoughts for 10, 15, 20 minutes. You're killing me, Coach Paul. Isn't there another way? No, there is nothing that replaces the beauty of centering your body, of setting your intentions, of taking five, ten minutes and controlling your breath, of thinking about how you want your day to go, of saying, I am here, I am safe, I am loved, whatever it is for you. Controlling your breathing can be profoundly effective for you to have blissful day compared to rolling into school or work frazzled and worried about something that happened yesterday, fretting some looming event that is coming up in the future. What I've done to kind of help aid me in this challenge is I've downloaded something called the Breathworks app. It's a free app and it does a good job. There's some visuals on the screen. It's very simple, but it gives you some breathing patterns you can do for like in the morning when you want to wake yourself up. Or if it's midday, there might be like a recharge breathing pattern. There's something at night for calming. And it's anywhere from 40 seconds to three and a half to five minutes on the longer end, depending on where you are. And it's just breath work. It's just getting used to being mindful and aware of your breath, bringing energy and attention inward. And it has made a world of difference If you have no experience with meditation, I highly suggest just downloading this Breathworks app, fiddling around with one of the 40-second, maybe calm, do this on an evening, do the recharge in the middle of the day, and just notice how you feel. Try it for four or five days in a row. See if it makes any difference in your life. I could not recommend it and suggest it enough. It's free. There's obviously many meditation books and apps and something that was helpful for me when I first started was something called Headspace on Netflix. One of my favorite authors about presentness, stillness is the Buddhist monk named Thich Nhat Hanh. He writes very digestible, short, 150-page max books. He is the king of Zen. Rest in peace. But number five is meditate. And if you find yourself struggling with meditation, let me just say, everyone struggles with meditation. It's been documented and recorded philosophers back in the, I don't know, Greek and Roman times, way back in the BC days, wrote about how they can't get their mind to quiet down. They struggle with it. There's too much noise in the city. None of these ancient philosophers had this thing called an iPhone in their pocket where they could get any information they want or have any sort of distraction by turning on a tablet, a TV, an iPhone at the drop of a hat. So we have a harder time meditating than the people who were really good at it. So it is a challenge, but like with anything, with any habit, you have to start small, 30 seconds, a minute, maybe two minutes one day. Just try it out. You might feel silly at first, Maybe you approach it from a yoga class. Maybe you just sit in a chair in a dark room with your cell phone locked in your car. Something where you can just bring stillness and calm to your life for 
a specific amount of time each day. In a profoundly distracting world, this is a great remedy to help with peace, order, bliss in your life. I hope you were able to walk away with a practical insight, something to hack your morning and make it more productive. Now, I'm curious if anyone out there in podcast land has an idea or something they do in the morning that helps get them motivated, gets their day kick-started. I would love to know what that is. Feel free to reach out to me via that email, coachpaulruns at gmail.com. If you know me personally, just shoot me a text and say, yo, this is it. This is the way I get my day going. We are all on this learning journey together. And let me just close by saying that growth is hard, but it's not impossible. Any act of betterment or self-love that we can all practice is a beautiful thing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and at your best. The ripples of change that you can make with your life reach out farther than you can even imagine. Living a purposeful and examined life is one of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself and to others. I challenge you to jumpstart your morning by disconnecting from distractions, fueling your body, and quieting your mind. The world needs the best version of you, so go be the light for someone else. Go be the light for yourself. Until next week.